time you think life might get a little easier, you might know a little more. God might give you a little break. They're like, no, you're fucked. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clay Wells. You're welcome. Dude, I'm trying to run Windows on my Mac. Okay, so we're back to 1995. How'd that happen? Because <laughs> um, I'm trying to play pinball. <laughs> I bought this virtual <laughs> pinball machine thing, and it turns out that my son's PC in his room is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to buy a new computer, and I've got a nice MacBook. But to play the pinball games I want to play, this, by the way, this is why people tune in. This is the good shit. People tune in, I'm okay, you're okay, to hear me talk about, oh, dude, virtual pinball talk. Nobody does it better. No. Go ahead and give us the podcasting award right now, whoever gives those out. Elon Musk, I'm holding Barack right, Obama. Right Are you already holding? Oh. It's the golden nut. Who would you like to thank? Was anyone you would like to thank? Um, I want to thank all our listeners. I want to thank the uh, virtual pinball world at large. There's about 25 nerds in the world that are playing virtual pinball. So thanks, guys, for being part of that. Uh, I want to thank my mom for birthing me mm-hmm. um, back in the uh, late 90s. Mm-hmm. I want to thank the our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, our Lord and Savior. He's working hard for everybody. Big shout out to the to Christ. Look, look down. What do you see? Do you see one or two sets of fucking feet? <laughs> you see one set. You know why? Jesus carrying you. Right. Your feet are up in the air. Those are Jesus's fucking well-worn hooves. Dude, here's what happens. You're walking along the beach, and it's it's sad day. It's a sad yeah. time. You're contemplating. You're, what does it all mean? Tears. And you're considering just running headfirst into those crashing waves. And when you look yes. back, when you look back, though, on that beach, you see two sets of footprints because someone was walking with you all along. Oh, there's two sets? I thought it was one set he's carrying you. Well, it depends on the day. Like a baby. Yeah. You're just sucking his nipple like in the movie Barbarian. I mean, I'm not sucking it. I'm I'm nibbling. I like to nibble, nestle. What is what's the word? Nibble or nestle? And Jesus, you can nestle while you nibble. You can nestle while you nibble. They don't. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> thank goodness. I, I like to nestle while I nibble on Jesus's brown tit. <laughs> um, what's going on with the pinball thing? Is it like something you played when you were younger, when you were a kiddo, and you're like, oh, I want to play those games again? Yeah, when I was in seventh grade, I used to take my lunch money and stop off at the Seven Eleven and play pinball. I can still remember the smell of the store, remember the smell of secrecy, Ah. because I wasn't supposed to be spending that 50 cents on pinball. Those two cold, cool quarters that were in my jean pocket, I was sliding them into the slot at the 7-Eleven, stealing comic books. Some people would call those two coins, uh, coins. We're going to call them keys to another world. I call them two tickets to paradise. And then I would come home real hungry real hungry because i hadn't eaten all day and my parents were like why are you so hungry and i'm not a good liar and i'd be like um i don't know i definitely didn't use my money on a pinball machine that's for sure they're like are you not using your money for lunch uh, i'm sorry <laughs> i've been playing pinball i confess <laughs> anyway so yeah so Something about playing pinball. Anyway, so I bought this virtual pinball machine, and the pinball machines on it suck. 
But you can get any pinball machine ever made online and uh, play it. Unfortunately, that shit is all for Windows. That shit ain't for Mac, boy. So I'm trying to get all that shit figured out. And guess what? Turns out I'm a computer genius. I just love the idea of you like trying to call for support. And they're like, what are you trying to do? You're like, I'm trying to reach back into time. I want to do something impossible. I want to take a CD disc man and get one of those tape converters and plug that into my car so I can listen to my old uh, porno for pyros CDs, which I know you have quite. I know you celebrate the entire catalog of porno for pyros, Perry Farrell's side project. I never got into that porno for pyros. No, same. Once, once Jane Addiction called it a day, that was it for me in Perry Farrell. Jane Addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Jane is addicted, is what I would call the play. I want to make it the listeners Jane, know. Jane has an addiction. I want the listeners to know we're not talking about the band Jane's Addiction. Now, everyone knows that band. We're talking about a, a much lesser known band called Jane Addiction. Well, they're from Belgium. They're, they're called Belgium. Jane Has an Addiction. Right. They were asked by Jane's Addiction's uh, record company, Universal Records, many times to cease and desist. And they just kept pulling the, uh, we don't speak English, but all except all Danes or Belgium speak English. Right. But hard to sue Jane Addiction because Jane Addiction, let's face it, is more of a concept. It's You can't sue an idea. I mean, as far as I know. Uh-uh. Um, Isabel was telling me the curious story of someone who sued his parents uh, because he was born. Never, They never got his consent to be born. That's a dick move. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> Be cool. A, that's a total. That's a person who doesn't have kids. Here's a person that doesn't have kids. Somebody's suing their parents for being born. Hey, quit being a dick. Well, I mean, uh, I agree. It infuriated me to hear this, but again, I'm a parent. But I did think, like you know, it is a horrible thing to be alive because they plop you down, they pull you out, you're screaming, you're cold, you're scared, and let's face it, the screaming cold scared nakedness never really goes away and then they tell you get a job work your whole life for nothing and then they tell you and by the way you're going to die probably alone and fearfully in pain by the way that's the conversation that the guys in that um mtv the what's the song uh, no, I want my I, w- I want my oh, money, Mark for, money for nothing. Yeah, Th- Mark that's Knopfler. that was actually the whole conversation that they were having. But then Mark Knopfler only used a little bit of it for that song because he couldn't include it all. Like in the original version, right. all of that what you just said was in it. And then he was like, "Oh, I can't include all that if it's going to be a giant hit. Plus, I need to make that MTV logo money. I'll just keep the part where we're talking about moving refrigerators. Yeah, because that's the most important. One. <laughs> it is. We got to move these color TVs. He says. Dude, can't say that anymore. Can't say color TV. Fuck no, dude. Cancel. Immediate. What a fragile world. We're living in a fragile world where you can't say... You can say color TV. You just can't say colored TV. I went on a mild tear on social media last night because the Super Bowl was yesterday. Of course. And it's just filled with these people that like to pretend like they don't care about sports and they like to dunk on oh, it those on fuckers? social media. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Fuck off. You were boring. You bore me. Boring. It's boring. Can you imagine a time where you didn't care about sports? Like, let's go back three years. Yeah, sure. Dude, you did not care about sports at all. I wasn't all. a shithead, but I wasn't a shithead no, about well, it. Well, of course not. See, I, there, was a, there was a lady we were talking to at a Super Bowl party last night, 
And she was like, honestly, I'm not really that into the game. I, I came because I know so-and-so. And I was like, but she wasn't being uncool about it. I said, well, do you like any other sports? She was like, I love soccer. And then she started talking to me about soccer. She had passion for other kinds of competitive sports. It was cool. It wasn't like, yeah. mm, let me let me rub beeswax into my flaunting mustache and put down the super sport bowl. Ooh, I'm interesting. Dude, those, those fuckers with the Florentine mustaches, how much wax are they using on the on yearly basis? Burt's like, beeswax? A lot. Gallons. Yeah, a good, like three or four chapsticks worth of mustache wax is going Gallons. into that fucking Florentine stash. Mm, have you heard the new Bonavera record? It's quite good. Yes, quite it's quite good. Yeah. By the way, all that mustache wax comes from Belgium, by the way. Right. Where, where Jane has an addiction is <laughs> where Jane addiction. That's where this is actually the warehouse where they rehearse at, which is interesting. Well, they, yeah, it's Jane has an addiction, but they just call it Jane addiction because <laughs> they're the insiders. You know, they don't want to say the whole thing. <laughs> I celebrate the entire catalog of Jane has an addiction, not Jane's addiction. No, you haven't heard of this band. They're from Belgium where I get my beeswax for my Florentine mustache now. Actually, the accent uh, for Belgium, I, ha- I mean, I hate to be a stickler mm-hmm. because I love your accent. It's a wonderful accent. Uh, but the actual Belgium accent is. Mm. That sounds Japanese. Is Belgium in Okinawa now? No, this is the accent for Belgium. that's i swear to god for a second i thought i was in a city in belgium i can't name one can you that sounded like the the distant plains of nara to me where deer roam free dear and temples and thousand year old temples refuse to fall down dear god no i did you know me it's 2023 no way in fuck am i any sort of an Asian inspired accent. It's 2023, dude. That's right. straight up Belgium. I can do my French accent if you want to hear that. I would love to hear it. Here's my friend. It's very close. <laughs> That's, dude, I felt like I was in fucking Marseille right then. That's exactly how they speak in Marseille. Anyways, you figure it out. Go Everyone see can- your parents. Do the math. Go see your parents for being alive. Get on Twitter and sue your parents, you fucking dicks. <laughs> sue your parents. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm officially starting a Twitter page where I'm just going to sue my parents through Twitter. <laughs> hey, mom and dad, send me money for bearing me into the world. It sounds insane, but uh, in like in this moment, it does sound like that would actually be the correct channels to do it. First, you get a Twitter account. Then you sue your parents. Mm, yes, 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 quite. I like my mustache guy. The way you get it, the way you crack the door open into this guy is you just pretend yeah, to rub wax yeah, into yeah. your mustache. There's always yeah, yeah. little ways into the accents. And uh, I mean, we're only 12 minutes in and this is podcast gold. I'm just going to go ahead and pronounce it. I mean, you could call it gold. You could call it podcast diamond, diamond gold. Well, we crushed that coal into diamond. You, well, it's podcast gold mixed with diamonds. Like, if you melt it down, you'll have gold, and then you'll also have a pile of diamonds. Right, right. Not a lot of people infuse their gold with diamonds the way we do on our podcast. But, hey, that's the way we do. (laughs) Back to that Belgian accent. I don't know what accent that was. 
that was a free form. I like that free form accents, like just create new accents that don't exist. I agree. Well, people go to the Upright Citizens Brigade. People go to the Groundlings. People go to whatever the other ones are called. And they yeah, spend yeah. money. They spend money to learn improvisation. They could just come here for free. Just come here for free. Just come here. Come here. Just come, but when you're coming. Over here. On be, here be here when you're right. coming. Right. Be standing above Bob. Of course. <laughs> Don't stand above me or near me. Just be <laughs> here when you're coming or come here. Whatever. Whichever one works. <clears throat> I remember one time I was touring uh, in kind of a more repressed religious situation. Mm, nice. And I was sharing a room with a guy who was very mm. sexually repressed. Oh. And, uh, you know, we've got the TV on. He's flicking the channels. He clicks it on HBO. Guess what's on HBO? Uh, porno. Adult stuff. <laughs> And he lets it sit on that channel a little longer than I wanted. Yeah, nobody wants to be in a room with somebody who's watching porn. And I said, hey, man, well, let's move it along. Let's keep going. Yeah. And he was like, I really kind of wanted to watch that. And I was like, ooh, oh, here we go. Gross. And so at a certain point, I got tie tie. And he's still just watching TV, fully clothed, laying on top of the covers. He ain't going to bed anytime soon. Oh, you guys are sharing a room. There's no escape. No, I'm in a bed right next to him. And... <laughs> Eventually, I I guarantee you the guy who sued his parents for being born, an incident just like, no, an incident like that happened to him. He was in a hotel room. Some guy was watching porn next to him in the bed and he was like, fuck it. It was like the final straw. He's like, I'm suing my parents. Calling his lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Who can I get to sue my parents? I can't stand another night of this. Well, so I sleep with headphones and I have since I was a kid and Mm. And right before I, you know, said goodnight and rolled over, I said to this guy, I said, hey, man, don't masturbate to porn while I'm asleep. Just yeah. do, don't do it, you know? Yeah. And as I turned around, I clicked my little side of the lamp off and turned around and put God knows what record in my ears and settled into the land of Nod, knowing full well he was gonna, that as soon as he heard a little snore snore, instant. he was going to touch him. He was going to touch himself. Yeah. I will say this. When I was in high school. I was in a dorm situation and I did share a room with someone for one semester of that dorm sitch. And we were on bunk. The the bunk beds you see, like when you see a movie about the military, mm-hmm. those steel bunk beds. Yeah. They have oh, like yeah. Thin full metal mattress. jacket. Yeah. Full metal jackets. They're steel. They have springs. And then there's a thin mattress. And you sit on that. Now, if you masturbate at all, if you do anything, squeak, 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 anything squeak. with movement, it's a. If you do anything, if you if you switch positions, <laughs> invariably at some point during the night you wake up out of a deep sleep. <laughs> you know it's bad when it's rhythmic, dude. When you can put a beat on it, when you dude, can sing, when, a, when you can sing the first verse of "Hey Jude" over it, it's bad. Yeah, when when it's uh yeah, when it's uh a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. <laughs> the movement you need is <laughs> on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's, boy. That one always yeah. You just, and then you do there's nothing you can do about it. Because no. it's so it's so shameful to even talk about it's you so just horrible. try to go back to sleep. Well, you have an excuse when you're what was that, college age? You're so you're nineteen, you're twenty. No, you're this is like prime masturbation time like 16 years old oh well i mean you get a pass forever i mean what is he supposed to do what were his options he didn't have any options, Bob. <laughs> explode or masturbate 
<laughs> exactly. Now, when this happened to me with this guy, I think we were like 25. Mm-hmm. And 25 is not, 25 can be a rough time for that too, but you're too old for it. You're too old to do that in a room with someone who's sleeping, who, who's, by the way, specifically asked you not to. There's, there's a shower five feet away. But guess what there's not in the shower? Guess what wasn't in the shower that night? HBO. Couldn't take the HBO <laughs> into the there, shower. Guess what there is in the shower? Your memories of 30 seconds ago <laughs> mixed in with all the other porn you've ever seen in your life. I feel like so often now, maybe it's because I've read a couple of books like Sapiens. Maybe it's because I read Guns, Germs, and Steel. Maybe it's because God gave me the kind of brain that can do this. <clears throat> but I feel like more often than ever, maybe it's because I'm a dad. I see the world zoomed out. Oh, I just yeah. see it zoomed out now. Yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting sight. And what you see is people who want to fuck each other, procreate, kill, and are afraid. That's just, those are the kind of colors that tend to pop out with the bird's eye view. No, that's what it is. So what it is, I mean, that's what that's it is. What, what it is, is that, and then we all, we try to make it into like other stuff. We try to pretend. Yeah. We try to pretend that, uh, you know, we're living in a pretend world now where we're like, oh, that's not right. the way it is, but right. it is the way it is. I, I'm watching this show on Netflix called Physical 100. Have you seen that? I haven't. They take, it's, by the way, it's South Korea. South Korea, hey, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to do for South Korea. I'm giving them the podcast award for everything, not just for podcasting. I'm giving South Korea the award for everything. They take okay. everything and make it better. Hmm. So they took a show like, like what's a show? I mean- I don't know. What's a show where you like American Gladiator or whatever? Mm-hmm. Love that show. What they do is they take the the one hundred most fittest South Koreans and they pit each other in these tests of endurance and strength. <clears throat> yeah, and they have some incredibly powerful women on the show. Cool, and they also have some incredibly powerful men. Guess who wins in a test of strength? The men? Again, from the woman to the man. The men. The men. The men do. The men. Guess what they don't pretend? They pretend like, oh, everybody's equal footing on that. They're not. Well, men have been killing women and using violence against women since the dawn of time. And women, one of the re- many reasons women are, I mean, Isabel, we're just having this conversation. My wife, who is a woman, by the way. Um, oh, that's why women are so much smarter than men. Like women have had to survive men's violence since the dawn of time. Yeah. So they've had to be smarter than us. Yes. And they are smart. Uh, and that's why, I mean, it's one of the many reasons why, you know, men are so dumb, but powerful. Like a man will cut his enemy's arm off and then he'll go have a beer with him. And then they'll probably be best friends for the rest of their lives. You'll, you'll try to hurt a woman or destroy a woman. And she'll just like a like a spider. She'll just keep it all. She'll just she'll plan and plot, and then she'll pick the right time. And when she strikes, she ain't cutting your arm off. She's cutting everything off. She's destroying you. And that's the power of a woman. And you got to give it up for it. I respect it. You have to respect it. Period. Um, speaking of that, we do have a few nice things from the email corner, and I'd like to read them. First of all, I want to thank. Dennis Avila for becoming a patron. You're gonna you can jump on the Patreon train, support the show, 
It's five bucks a month. goes a long way. We appreciate everyone over there. And you get the Secret Weekly, which is 10 to 20 minutes of extra podcasting that we can't say, that the daddies can't talk about no. on the main platform. We got to go behind closed doors to talk about that shit. And we talk about we talk about some real shit here. We do. So you can imagine what the Secret Weekly. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's next level. I want to give a quick shout out to Jim Dalton, who approached me when I was playing down in uh, Key West recently. He's a big fan of the show. He was a musician playing in a band there. I can't remember the band. Sorry, Jim. But I think he they were called the wanted, Scorpions. They were the Scorpions. Yeah, they, they're uh, Rock You Like a Hurricane. That's right. That was the song they were playing when he approached me. He actually put his guitar down while they were playing their biggest song to tell me how much he loved the podcast. But he did say, uh, <laughs> he, he said, was that you playing that solo on Montgomery? To it, which your song, Montgomery, from your album, um, King Kong. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To which I was real proud to say, yeah. Yeah, you bet your britches that was me. Anyway, he had a lot of nice things to say, and he was wanting me to play on his new album. Um, but anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to him and say thanks for saying hi. Dennis Avila, new patron writes in, hello, thanks, daddies. First of all, the subject says fentanyl patch order, which is a callback to how you want to go out if you have the time and the wherewithal. It says, long-time listener, first-time emailer, just joined Patreon a few days ago, already feeling the BDE energy. I want to thank you guys for the amazing and therapeutic episodes you guys put out every week, especially with your busy schedules and busy lives. I don't want to take too much of your time, so I'll get to the point. I used to be a pretty avid reader and read about a book a week, but with life and all the distractions we encounter, I found myself not able to do that anymore. That was until I heard Clint say that you have to just leave your phone in an entirely different room if you want to actually get that done. So I did. And Clint, I can't thank you enough. My love for reading is back. And it was the first time I ever finished a book in one sitting. With that being said, do you guys have any book recommendations you can give me to read next? He says, Clint, 1984 is next on my list. So any other titles you can give is greatly appreciated. Thanks so much for everything y'all do. Keep being great. Zip, Dennis. Nice. Any books you recommend for Dennis? Dennis is Dennis is, has a reinvigorated passion to read. Which is a great spot to be. I'm mildly envious of that. I missed the first one. Did did he say that he heard us talking about Lonesome Dove? He said he heard us just talking about like carving out time to read. Oh, and so he kind of le- was leaving his phone in another room, and he was going to read 1984. But I know you're a big Lonesome Dove. You've recommended that book to me. If you're a human being, read Lonesome Dove. Period. Yeah. If yeah. you're a man, don't even stop to even. St- think about it just read it if you're a woman read it but yeah read that book that's the best <laughs> book that i've ever read uh if you haven't read the harry potter books read those um i like life of pie but if you've already seen it no need to read it the martian the martian is an incredible read i i picked it up i, I picked that book up at an airport read the first sentence which is something like oh shit i'm fucked or something like that and then started <laughs> reading it like maybe read a page immediately bought it and read the entire book in less than 24 hours. It's the quickest I've ever read a book. Read The Martian. Do yourself a favor. You can read 1984. You can read a book that was written a thousand years ago, and you'll find some enjoyment in it for sure. But they're pretty antiquated. I wouldn't start with that. If you're going to start reading, read The Three Fucking Musketeers. It's not called fucking. It's just The Three Musketeers by Albert Dumas. It was the, the, the first bestseller alexander alexander, alexander dumas sorry alexander dumas is the first bestseller 
because they just figured out how to publish, how to how to print books. I would say if you're going to read that, don't read Three Good Three Good Years. Read The Count of Monte Cristo. I you ever read that? that? How incredible was that? The Count of Monte Cristo. The first half of Count of Monte Cristo is the best book I've ever written. Unfortunately, in about halfway <laughs> through that book, it really gets mired down in French names, and then it ends really well. But there's a section from about halfway through to about two thirds of the way through where it gets a little confusing. And then it gets better at the end. Three Musketeers is good from beginning to end. Here's the thing about Three Musketeers. You're like, well, I don't want to read a book that was written fucking 5,000 years ago. Here's the cool thing. It was written in French. So guess what? The translation's modern bitch. Pick it up. (laughs) You'll love it. You'll have a great time reading it. Trust me. Amazing book. Start with those. I'll never forget you gave me uh, you gave me Lonesome Dove. We were talking about it. I mentioned I hadn't read it. I came back to the bus and like magic, like some sort of Santa Claus, you would put the books in my bunk. I paid it forward because Conrad gave it to me and I was like, I'm never right. going to read this fucking book. It's a Western. What? Me? No. No, thanks. Um, I'm reading Philip Roth for the first time, a book called American Pastoral. I think you should also read East of Eden if you're starting your journey into getting excited about reading. And I'm I'm reading a bunch of boring shit like nonfiction shit about the NBA. But But here's the thing, Clint. You're you're an intellectual. You're used to reading books that are for intellectuals by intellectuals. Don't start with those. Those are <laughs> those are advanced books. Start with uh start with those books I mentioned. Start, start with start with the, the Da Vinci read, Code. Read the help no, no, don't start with the Da Vinci Code. Then the read the help. That's a great book. It's a, it's a wonderful book. You'll have a, a fun time from beginning to end. Uh, read uh, The Sisters Brothers. Incredible book. It's also a Western, but it's it reads more like a like a Kurosawa. Uh, Kurosawa? Kurosawa? Kurosawa. Akira, yeah, the Akira director. Kurosawa director. Anyway, is read, it reads like a Shakespearean <laughs> tragedy. It's a wonderful don't book. Wa- don't read any of these books. Just go watch Rashomon. <laughs> You'll be fine. All right. Lou Delia writes, and I recognize Lou's name as a Metal Beer Podcast uh, homie. And he says, thank you. What's up, guys? Wanted to tell you how much I've been enjoying the show. Just listening this week. I've burned down 15 episodes in a row. Cannot get enough. Thank you for all the entertainment. Lou Delia from New Jersey, New Jersey. I try to tell all my metal uh, Metallica people over there. I'm like, you need to hop on this Bob podcast because usually when they do, the sauce is just so different than my conversations with Ethan that people are like, huh? This is neat. And then they love it, and then their lives are changed. Yeah, it's like the difference between eating Mexican and Chinese. They're both fucking good, right? but they're different sauces. Different flavors. Different flavors. And, and also, you can enjoy both. I like Mexican food, and I like Chinese food. That was it. I mean, I dropped a period, but I, what I did was I set it down. A lot of the time I'll drop a period where you can hear the thump and the thunk, but lately I've been smashing toes when I do that, right? because these periods are so fucking heavy that I'm dropping. They're like definitive periods. So what I've been doing lately is I just gently will put down this, they look like medicine balls, but they're made out of gold and diamonds. Right. I'll set them down gently on the dirt. Right. Like this. What do they sound like when you drop the big ones? right anyways i just sent them down i just said i I just set one down then i here's what you don't want to do you don't want to set down more than one period because then people will be expecting something else if you set down three periods in a row people are like 
uh-oh, what's coming next? It's important for people to know that they can change their minds. Can they, though? They can at least have the illusion that they are changing their minds. <laughs> I mean, it's all planned it's out, a, and we're all fucked. That's that's a fact. Dude, dude it's all but written the illusion in the of, book. The it's book, all written the in stone, been written. We're just reading the book. We can pretend that we're fucking writing the book. Book writ. Period. Well, it's the illusion. The illusion of control is important. It's what keeps us. It's what keeps us paying taxes. There's the illusion that we're moving through space. We're in one. We're we're just a, a, one unknowable thing that's constantly changing, and our perception of its, the perception of what's going on is changing. But nothing's moving or changing or go, doing anything. So everything's an illusion, one hundred percent. But whatever, we can pretend. Let's pretend. I mean, I, I like to pretend that I'm dropping periods. So you can pretend that your house is made of sticks and, and the big bad wolf is not going to fucking blow it down. But we all know what's going to happen, bitch. That shit's made well, out of fucking tissue paper and bullshit. And the big bad wolf already blew it down. Well, one of my favorite quotes of all time from you is, we're floating on a planet in outer space. No one knows where we're going or where we come from. And if you're not scared, you're not paying attention. Period. <laughs>